0: Yo, yo, yo! Welcome back to another episode of Time to Grow with your host Alex Barron. Today's episode is gonna be a little different, guys, because I don't really like talking about these type of things. But today I'm gonna knock out two birds with one stone because I've come to the conclusion that we are all children of the Most High. I'm not one of these whitewashed black dudes that point out. All the flaws in the black community and the reason we do some of the things that we do. And I'm not one of the lazy black men that just point the finger at the white man and blame them on why they're still stuck in poverty. So today's episode is for the white man who swears white privilege is not a thing. And for the black man who is still blaming the white man for where you're at in life. But before we do that, cue the intro. When your vision is crystal clear, they say it's razor sharp. A focused mind is said to be like a knife. But the scaffold is wisdom. All one can do is accept that life is a double-edged sword. Stay on the edge. Alright, so quick disclaimer before we jump right into this, because I don't really like talking about this type of stuff. I told you guys I stick to myself, and that's just what I that's where I find peace. But I really wanted to really simplify things for both parties. So I took some notes, I searched the facts, I did my own research. So today's episode will be scripted. I will be reading majority of what I'm saying straight off my notes, okay? Probably only a little bit of this stuff is my actual opinion on things. I'm the type of person always willing to grow. So if you feel like something I'm saying is wrong, you can message me. We could talk about it and we can grow together and come to terms. If we don't come to terms, it's still cool that way. I don't care. I don't got no beef. That's your problem. So let's dive right in. Okay, so slavery started in the 6th century, meaning the 1600s, on year 1619 when a ship arrived in Virginia with human cargo. We can only assume what race was on that boat, right? Okay, it was then kept low key from around 1750 to around 1850 when the volume really peaked up with the um, enslavement of Africans for the eastern markets. Okay, and around when Abraham Lincoln was in office in 1863, America quote unquote freed the slaves through the Emancipation Proclamation of Abraham Lincoln term or whatever, right? Now, it's 2020 today. So, with that said, it's only been 157 years since African Americans have been quote unquote freed, right? Now, they claim that we were free, but in reality, we were famine through the black race all over America. Famine meaning a scarcity of food and resources. Because the day that we were free, they gave us zero land to grow and build wealth and just left us quote unquote free to just figure it out, right? While at the same time, Americans were giving away millions of acres of lands to the West and the Midwest, which means that they were willingness I mean they had a willingness to give the whites from Europe an economic base to actually build upon, right? That right there is the first layer of white privilege, okay? Because they refused to do the same for the African Americans who were involuntarily brought over here to build America up for the past 244 years, okay? So let's stop really quick and let's do this math. So for 244 years We had no freedom. We were just working for free. And then for 157 years, which is current up to date, we were quote unquote free. So that leaves us with 401 years of African Americans being treated like less of humans because of the accepted standard quote unquote that the color of our skin and the lack of resources we have in order to grow apparently means that we're less of human and that it's okay to degrade us. So, Now that everyone listening to this is up-to-date and we're on a 400-year timeline together, let's work this out so that you can understand where you stand in history and why I say the excuses are over, it's time to grow. Me, I like to keep things simple, so let's fast forward and we're going to start with MLK, Martin Luther King Jr., because we should all be familiar or somewhat familiar with him, right? All right, Martin Luther King Jr., he was assassinated on April 4th, 1968. If today is 2020, that was 52 years ago, all right? But before MLK, we actually had a black Wall Street that was built in the black community of Tulsa, Oklahoma until May 31st, 1921, when the Tulsa massacre happened. Now, that was only 99 years ago when white residents attacked black residents and black owned businesses and burned everything down. Now, moving back to Martin Luther King Jr., we're in 1968, 52 years ago. And so far, since we've been, quote unquote, freed, our black Wall Street has been burned down to the ground and one of our most popular leaders have been assassinated. So where does that leave us? Well, now the black man or woman is scared to teach education and actually stand up because he or she will be putting a target on their back of possibly getting assassinated so they don't want to go and stand up and go do anything. People actually enjoy their lives. So now that there's no educators and no one actually standing up or very few standing up, now we have a lost community not knowing what to do next in order to find their next meal. Okay, fast forward again. Five years later, hip-hop culture becomes more popular. In 1973, Cool Herc made history in the Bronx when him and his sister hosted the Back to School Jam, bro. This is like the boombox resolution. I mean revolution. This is only 47 years ago. So what I always tell you guys, the ignorance means you don't know something. So the ignorance of not knowing what to do next after the Tulsa Massacre, a.k.a. the Black Wall Street, was burned down to the ground left the black community scared and lost. So what did we do? We shifted our talents to hip-hop, entertainment. All right? Moving on. Now as for the drugs, let me just hit on that. That started in 1960 when people started experimenting with LSD, marijuana, etc., etc., whatever. But that wasn't really where the money was. Now, you probably heard the term crack in the 80s, right? Booming. So let's just start there. That's when... Crack was placed into our neighborhoods and because of the lack of knowledge on actually building wealth the proper way, the black man mostly began to sell crack plus other drugs to provide a better living for their families because a nine to five at minimum wage just was not cutting it. Okay, we don't want to sell drugs. We were forced to sell drugs. People have to eat. People have to survive. People have to provide for their families. And back then, I'm pretty sure minimum wage was shit. And black folks didn't even get treated right at jobs. So we were forced into the drug game because it was the quickest way to make money. Now, with hip hop, that put everything on the main stage. Okay. now with the power of money, women and attention, it made the black man think that that's the only thing that matters. Because the lust of woman is the beginning of all destruction, right? We do a lot of things for women, okay? Now, before we move on to that, let me really, like, real quick address black-on-black crime, okay? So as for the killing, we're going to keep that simple, too. If you go to Netflix and you do your own research on drugs and the, the prices and shit, you'll realize that the drug prices have been the same year after year after year after year. They may fluctuate up and down just a little bit, but the drug prices stay the same because the drug business is a billion trillion dollar business and it's just a system of buy low, sell high. It all starts in places like Cuba where some someone's only getting paid like $200 to go find a plant and then someone's getting paid probably $1,000 to turn this stuff into a chemical and it goes all the way around the world until things get into the tens of thousands hundreds of thousands the further it gets away from cuba okay now with that said you can't change the prices on a product that you're selling because the industry standard never changes so when you're on a block selling and someone takes one of your customers that's like someone taking food directly out of your family's mouth that's someone taking your income out of your out of your mouth you know what i'm saying you can no longer provide for your family because someone is taking your customers so what do they do they kill them and once one person is killed the cycle never ends this is not only happening in the black community this is just a drug thing in general if you get into the drug business you are protecting your territory and you don't want people coming to take your customers and then once one person is killed the cycle never ends So for those white people that be like, black people be killing black people, if you are in the same, if you are white and you are in the same neighborhood, they will kill you too. It doesn't matter. If you're in your neighborhood selling this shit, they'll kill you too. It doesn't matter the skin color, it's just these are the people that are selling the drugs. Mexicans killing Mexicans, blacks killing Latinas, everyone. Whoever's in the mix, taking the money, that person has a target on their back. Moving forward. Now, social media started in 1978, but let's start at 1997 when Google started. And then 2004 when Facebook started. Then 2005 when YouTube started. Then 2006 when Twitter started. 2010 when Instagram started. So on and so on, right? So here's the thing. Up until 2004, you know, Facebook era or 2005 YouTube era, black folks couldn't really speak up on anything. But what does social media do? They only show you the black entertainment. They only show you the bad things in life. This is why I tell you guys, stop being robots. Take a step back and view life with your own perspective. Okay? And we're about to wrap this up soon. Okay? So finally... With my generation of millennials who we all hate authority, we finally have a platform to start speaking up and sharing our voices all over the world. So for whites, yes, oppression is real and you guys got the good end of the stick. And for blacks, social media is your new outlet if you feel like speaking to the world and making change. The education is everywhere. All right. Now, with all that said, we can thank all the historic heroes in the black community for what they've done and for leading us to this point. Because if it wasn't for them, a lot of the things that we do now wouldn't be possible. But now that social media is out, there's no more excuses. It is now our job to lace up the boots and bring our community back up to speed with financial literacy and other educators. And figure out ways to build stronger households and build our communities back up all over the world. Like I said before, drugs, rapping, sports, is no longer the only option we have we have the internet now and we are all the same everything we have can be found on the internet one thing that every human on this planet has in common is a brain and we can all learn at any given moment okay i'm sorry to be the one to tell you guys this for anyone listening that's born before 1997, but my generation, the generation born after me and then so forth and so on, we are all smarter than the older generation. And it's as simple as that. Why? Because you can't fool us no more. We all have the answers right in our hand. Right now I'm holding up my iPhone. You're probably listening this through a smart device. You can no longer fool our generation because our answers are at our fingertips and it can be searched up within three seconds. So I'm going to wrap this up right here. If you don't want to be poor, all you got to do is Google how not to be poor. You will find yourself going through a rabbit hole of learning, applying, failing and repeating until eventually you find yourself with a big, 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 big bag. All right. That's all I got for today. Peace out. My biggest accomplishment as a man was acknowledging what I was doing wrong when the world around me it was full of chaos. Not pointing a finger at nobody but myself for not taking control of my destiny. I see people all around the world saying what they want to be, asking why they ain't there yet, and it's two reasons to me every time. Either you haven't fully committed yourself the way you want to be, or your time just ain't come yet. It's that simple. All I know is loyalty. Been a gangster morally. I'm still here cause I ain't care about who was gangster more than me.